Hello and welcome to By the Mash Tun, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and have a nice little chat, sometimes with some other people, about some lovely beer. I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Carl Noble. And we have a lovely day ahead of us. Oh, we do. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I'm really excited. Well, I am too. We're just off to Double Barreled Brewery, uh, West Reading's first brewery in, in, in the recent past anyway. Yeah. Uh, a, a brilliant new brewery just started, uh, opened by Lucy and Mike Clayton-Jones. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I was thinking about it last night. I was like, okay, because uh, it's a pretty new setup. Um, mm. So, you know, it's kind of getting in, getting to see what it's going to be like, um, you know, as a brewery is just starting. Yeah. So that'd be yeah. quite interesting. And uh, for that episode... For this episode, the one we're currently in, we're going to be doing an imperial stout. Oh, yes, deep, lovely. dark, yeah. strong. Which we will be reviewing some when we get back here afterwards. Yeah, it's Ooh. going to be a um, jolly afternoon. Exactly. <laughs> but before that, beer ye, beer ye, it's time for the beer news. Oh, he's got beer news, is it? Yeah, just a, another little brief one. Uh, a yeah. little bit of sad news uh, that the brewery Mad Hatter, uh, known for their tzatziki beers, uh, many other brilliant ones. We've had the Pamplemousse Sour recently mm. at our local pub. Yummy. They do they do fantastic beers. Mm. Unfortunately, the head brewer has decided to call it a day. We're in <sighs> there. But the tzatziki sour. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, it could be for worse reasons. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he did a, a lovely sort of few tweets on, on the Twitter. On the old uh, Twitter. Clarifying his position. And basically summing up that he's just not really feeling it anymore and he wants to move on to other things i mean that's that's fair enough you know at least he's not selling out or you know anything like that so and 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 it's good news that they weren't sort of in significant financial difficulties or anything it's not like the industry's hurting at the moment no it's just he's decided to pack it in and that's fair enough isn't it yeah yeah bit of a shame i might see if i can get the recipe for tatsuki sour though (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> make it myself yeah well was it cucumber and lime and yeah, yeah. oh it's so good yeah oh well i i'm sure that he's potentially looking for someone to buy him out i guess uh I, i'm gonna have to reread those tweets well which yeah. i suggest you do as well yeah yeah well i mean twitter's always a good source of information mm-hmm. straight from the mad hatter's mouth yeah the hatter's mouth yeah anyway let's let's go to Talhurst, shall we and, oh yeah um, let's we'll, we'll finish up with tea and we'll get in the car and we'll, we'll right. head off we'll, uh, we'll see you guys in a minute so hello mike and lucy from double barreled hi, hi. <laughs> hello how's it going yeah, yeah really good. well thank you yeah how are you yeah good it's been a it's been a lovely day uh walking around the brewery seeing seeing all the new sights and sounds and uh, trying all the delicious uh, bits of hot wort. Lovely. <laughs> you, you do really enjoy a nice bit of hot wort in a cup, though, don't lovely. you? It was lovely. The thing is, it was really nice, and it was just a shame that that was the runoff, because, you know, that would have been Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was quite good for yeah. the cold hands today, I think. Yeah, yeah it was a bit chilly. It, it, it's a very, um, it's a large space you've got, um, which was, you know, because obviously I, I haven't been down here before, so walking in, it was just like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> lot of expansion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you guys are very much sort of the first people to really see it. Well, we're one of the first people to see it. Um, you know, we are aside from a few family and friends. And yeah, <laughs> selected. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it's we're definitely here for the long term. Hopefully, all been well. Fingers crossed. 
um, and we've got a lot of space to play with but yeah yes and some big plans for some of that space so yeah it's really good glad to have you guys down and see it early, early doors and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really nice. Thanks for inviting us down. Sorry, thank yeah. you. Be, so, being part of it when we're still kind of learning from homebrewing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, tell, tell us a little bit about Double Barreled. What's your history? Um, so it's a husband and wife team. Myself, Lucy, and my partner Mike. Um, Mike. Hello. <laughs> that's, that's me. Um, yeah. So Mike's been sort of homebrewing for about five six years now um and it was something that we kind of um took to another level when we um decided to um do some at homebrew for our wedding um so we used it as a wedding favor and as a part of that process you obviously had to you know develop a, a lot of different recipes for a variety of different people um so we ended up having two recipes and we really enjoyed the kind of packaging process of that and it wasn't quite refined at the time we didn't really mean to have two recipes in the end but that was just the beauty of home home brewing and um after that we kind of thought well this is really cool how can we how can we do this again um and here we are (laughs) (laughs) in a six thousand square foot unit wondering what we're doing stepped it up a bit yeah 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 Yeah, it's it's sort of that and then a, a combination of both getting fairly fed up with our corporate lives so wondering what we could do to sort of be our own bosses and take it to another level I suppose so we quit our jobs uh, and just sacked everything off and went travelling for 11 months which was scary good fun very busy we yeah. don't get a lot of sympathy for it though because it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah really busy travelling the world had to go on a nice 11 month holiday yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> how, how traumatising for you yeah, yeah. So whereabouts did you head to on the holiday? Holiday. Business <laughs> trip. Yeah. Research trip. Um, well, we uh, we ended up going to 29 countries, which... 29. Yeah, it, wow. it, it sort of... the, the We kind of based our route on craft beer, so we kind of looked at where beer was um, kind of taking off. Um, we also then looked at stuff like wine regions and where we could maybe learn and uh, distilleries and stuff, and we kind of shaped a route out of that. And then you sort of realise that this is one time in your life that you're really going to get this opportunity to do this. And if you're in a part of the world that you're going to want to maybe see some more of that part of the world that you've never been to before. So it kind of ended up being a bit of a, a combination of doing kind of once in a lifetime things and also traveling to learn. And, um, you know, what was really cool is you just see how craft beer is like affected everywhere. So, you know, we were in some really cool, uh, craft beer, bars in in seoul and south korea and they've actually um a really big female drinking scene in south korea so oh, wow. um you suddenly realize okay this is it's all about your marketing and the history and and you know it was we were in mckellar and it was full of women you know just drinking and it was one of the things we just thought actually this is what we could the scene could be like if you did it in the right way and it um it was yeah, we did learn so much from it and especially in the states and australia um yeah we we learned a lot we drank a lot put on a lot of weight <laughs> that's what holidays are for though isn't it yeah it's just you it's it. not a holiday yeah. it's a business trip. <laughs> Sorry, that's what business trips are for isn't it yeah. <laughs> really long extended periods yeah. of drinking yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Putting my own. laughs> i'm sure everyone experiences that yeah um 
so yeah, no, we did, it, and it has. So when when we left, we kind of were like, oh, this is what you know. If we come back, we're not sure necessarily what it's going to be. So is it going to be like a bottle shop, or it might we might do nothing. We might decide that beer is awful, and we're going to you know not <laughs> not do that. Um, it could you know variety of different things, and it really kind of over that time shaped what we wanted to do what we wanted to specialize in you know initially we were like oh we'll brew everything and yeah we spent some time in germany and like you kind of obviously learning a lot about the history and and belgian and stuff whereas then we get to this get to the point and you know ending in america and we were like oh yeah big barrel aged stouts that's that's what we want to be about Uh, but Mm. you've got to take a long time to get to that point yeah yeah the barrel aging process does notoriously (laughs) take a while yeah Keys in the word aging. <laughs> yeah. Any any sort of standout beers from the trip? Um, what? We, we both sort of well from a barrel aging stout point of view. Cycle in Florida, toppling Goliath over in Iowa as well. Just absolutely smashing things from that point of view. Uh, it, the amount that we drank in 11 months it's really hard to pick out <laughs> a particular one or two different beers but certainly places we could say yeah we like those over others but yeah. I mean we had so we did you know we were like spoiled rotten you know we were kind of all of the kind of fuss worthy American breweries we managed to sort of go and, and, and try and, and try that source so like we were up at Treehouse the Alchemist you know, we had you did a tour around Russian River and yeah. you know it's kind of it's insane that we managed to do that and we I mean if we did it now the questions we had would be so different to when you're there a bit more like yes, naively yeah. thinking mm-hmm. um, but in many ways that was quite nice to, to, to allow that to shape you but I think from all of that and all we tried we came away remembering the stouts the most and you know because that's what we like to drink it's the thing you can be passionate about is and, and and you're willing to 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 get the to do, do research and stuff and try as many stouts as possible <laughs> um is really important and oh yeah it was definitely the stouts that stuck out yeah nice so you came back home and started brewing you well did. you had been brewing anyway yeah well we we taking it from a, a classic homebrew setup to spending a little bit of money on a, a very small commercial kit so sort of 100, 110 litre batches, um, which is obviously considerably more than anyone can drink of their own beer in a very short <laughs> space of time. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a challenge. Questionable. Yeah. <laughs> we could try. Challenge accepted. Uh, so, yeah, we started brewing on that with some terrible first batches and learning how to use the kit more effectively and then decided to go and book ourselves into craft beer rising as a a launch based basically because the amount of people that come is huge so your exposure to the market's massive that and there aren't too many festivals in the uk that you can just buy a pitch at you need to be invited to which means you need to have some reputation behind you you need to already be outside like in the market so it was a bit of a bold move to just be like yeah yeah we'll just buy a pitch and, <laughs> and start see what 12,000 people <laughs> think of this beer and paid off in the end I think. it did it did just about yeah I mean that was I think we pushed so what what was quite good about that whole process is obviously we had to 
being in a position where because we were in our garage um, and brewing in our garages, you know, so many home brewers do, we had to then do all the things that allowed us to be- sell legally. So we had to get HMRC approval. So we got the letter through the mm. post that was from HMRC that said the garage at our house. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it, it was, um, you know, they had an inspection. We had an EHO inspection at our house. And, um, you know, that it, in itself, it throws up so many other challenges that you have to, like, well, I think anyone who homebrews knows that you have to do all your workarounds. There's no easy answer. There's no, there's actually a skill in kind of thinking outside the box of how mm. how you mm. meant to how you should, yeah. you know, get rid of all of your, you know, your. Well, yeah, something goes wrong, and oh, I've got like five minutes to fix this. Otherwise, I've overmashed, I've oversparged, or whatever. And yeah, just being able to think on your feet a little bit which is very much a homebrew type yeah as soon as a problem's thrown up it's reacting to it quickly and you know yeah being in in whatever way you can yeah and and just expecting those mistakes yeah you know just going right okay well if it happens it happens um i mean obviously on a homebrew level it's not too bad because if you you mess up a patch you're not planning on selling it and you just go okay fine yeah yeah, or it's not that bad i'll drink it whereas if you're Trying, trying to sell, to sell it. it yeah it suddenly becomes a oh well we you know chucking it down the drain it's a very expensive thing yeah and you don't want to push out something that's just okay yeah because because it's your reputation on the line at the end of the day absolutely, absolutely. yeah that's something that we've well we've done it this week we've chucked away two and a half thousand liters of an ipa our first batch of ipa that we wow. brewed here uh wow. because of various things that went wrong with it and yeah it was it was all right yeah. But again, we, you, you don't want just all right. I can't sell two thousand four hundred liters of all right beer no. and be happy with myself. So it was a tough one to open that valve. But well, not least of all because Lucy got showered in yeast when she. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I was not happy about that. <laughs> what was uh, wrong with it, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, we had some issues with temperature during fermentation because of our chiller having not been properly commissioned at first. Uh, we, it was overly bitter and slightly astringent, which again, the things that we can work out how it's happened, obviously mm. overly bitter, too much hops in the boil, very simple, but the astringency stuff was, is to do with how you're sparging, uh, temperatures and how long you're sparging for. So again, it, it's like every time we brew on this new kit now, it, we're learning a lot more about the process, learning, you know, the nuances of how that kit works. And it's exactly the same as what we were doing in the garage, but. It's a, a little bit more away. money involved yeah. every time we yeah. have to throw something away. So if we can reduce that, then nice. brilliant. Yeah. So you've spent the last few months building this new kit and, yep. and trying it out recently. Any troubles or issues with all of that? Where do I begin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we've been all right, actually. You know, we had a project plan um, and we kind of gave ourselves about two months to get set up which was quite tight really but we the problem is with all the timings of everything we ended up trying to build this brewery during the summer holidays so suddenly you said to people right okay we're here we're ready can you start and oh no i'm on holiday and you're like yeah right okay i've got a point you know i know that i want you now as our contractor and um you're not available and so there was inevitable delays and then once the kit was in you having to get rid of you know used to processes that you might not have done on a homebrew kit so like pickling and passivating a kit 
um, to make sure it's you know ready to be brewed on and um, lasts as long as you want it to last. Um, definitely not getting the pickling and preservation process enough justification there, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's my my take on it. Um, and oh, that just took a lot longer, and we used a lot more chemicals than we ever thought, and we weren't nailing it, and um, yeah, that that delayed us and delayed us and. We are now in a case that we, once we've get this impy stout in today into tank, then we should have four beers that we think, fingers crossed, will be good enough to release. Um, and hopefully, if if all goes well, um, my favourite word, hopefully, um, <laughs> is, we will be actually launching the three three beers at Beer Merchants Tap um, on next week. Yeah, Thursday. So that's as of recording, the, this yes, episode yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. Can every Thursday. <laughs> yeah, so that's um, the that will be the uh, what date is that? The eighth of November. Thank you. Um, yeah, so that's really exciting, but it puts a lot of pressure on because when we're going up against Dayer and Duration, who are new, another new brewery, but they um, have a lot more actual experience in brewing. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's exciting, um, but it's also really nerve wracking for us but mm. and of course it's the imperial stout brewing today yes it is yeah i'm excited for it mm. so are we <laughs> yeah, yeah. well like, like, like the wart was tasting amazing earlier so thank you, you. Know. Mm. Right. yeah be nice yeah, we're, yeah we hope so that we're thinking three weeks in tank for that and then if we kind of like it then we do plan we have got some barrels on site now that we're going to start our barrel aging process because obviously the one of the problems of a a homebrew is you can you it's I'm very unlikely that you can actually barrel age at home so uh, because of the quantities and yeah, um, yeah. stuff involved storage for a year yeah, yeah exactly so the sooner we can kind of learn that and develop that then we'll, we'll learn quicker and yeah. you know I it that's that's good for, and we are we like we're quite honest about the fact we're you know from a homebrew background like it would have been really good to to get a head brewer in or someone who <laughs> knew what they were doing <laughs> but we um we didn't so let's <laughs> hope it works out <laughs> yeah learn by brewing yeah, exactly yeah. um and hope people will be patient and will learn and we we will get better as the the months and years yeah. go go by cool this this particular one uh, what can you tell us about all the ingredients involved, like the malt, that type of thing. Yeah, so okay, we'll start with malt. Um, base of sort of pale marisotta. Uh, Lovely. Quite a lot of it. <laughs> um, oh, I've got some. I've got some. Yes. Yeah. You can have a little chew. I do, I do like. Uh, <laughs> are we all, are we all chewing? Oh, yeah. It's part of the process. <laughs> well, for us, anyway. Okay. Lovely. I do enjoy a bit of pale malt. <laughs> Tune on some grain. Yeah, mm. thank you, Cal, for getting that. That's quite all right, Mike. So yeah, <laughs> so as you've heard many times in many episodes, Marisota, lovely, bready, white, fluffy, sweet, mm, more lovely. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, we've got a lot of chocolate going into this one as well, which Ooh. is yeah, that looks dark. Over there. That looks very dark. Ooh. There we go. Thank you. So this isn't milled. This, yeah. But. Mm. So this is what we were we were hand milling last night. Mm. Oh wow, the dry finish on that is um. <coughs> yes. <laughs> big. Yes, it is. 
It makes for really good radio. Mm. Mm, nice dry mouth. But it's a, it's a big burn flavour there. Like a really, really cremated toast. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Good description. Yeah. Um, Lovely in a beer. Something I discovered when I was homebrewing was um, really enjoyed DRC, a double roasted crystal from Simpsons, which is... Okay. It's sort of... It looks very similar to just standard crystal, but... Um, adds a lot more colour okay having been double roasted um, but it's a really really good one for big stouts because mm. it's got sweetness but you're going to like this one yeah mm. uh, I can't wait <laughs> probably so, the best smelling malt so what's the did you know are you aware of the process that sort of makes it double roasted no yeah. <laughs> they roast it twice <laughs> yeah that's real good real big sweep yeah mm. that is very sweet it's Got a got a nice bitterness to it, but that, that yeah, that was brilliant. Really nice and biscuity, and yeah, yeah, it does taste. Yeah, it's still it, you do get that biscuity mm. from it way more than normal. I think. Yeah, that no, was really nice. Mm. Um, we put some standard crystal in there as well. Um, Where's that? Going? Which is <laughs> this one here? Okay, I'll, I'll be first with that. So, uh, uh, not being aware of double roast crystal I wonder how it compares hmm no, it's, a fir- it's a first I've heard of it right. it's not easily available on a homebrew scale um, I can't remember who I've managed to find I think it was the Malt Miller will okay. sell it I think it is um, apologies if that's not correct but uh, <laughs> it is available it's just not particularly easy to find mm. but uh, it's well worth it for big stouts for sure yeah because uh, uh, I'm getting very similar flavours in, mm. in the standard crystal but just a lot lower down mm. a lot more dampened mm. whereas with the double roast it's huge there's that big intensity of flavour I'll yeah. have some more of that <laughs> lovely there we go and then on on barley to add well obviously roastiness um, mm. a little bit of bitterness uh, but we really temper that back on this one because we're planning to um, also use cacao nibs which add their own level of bitterness depending on how long you leave those in tank so oh, okay uh, it's like, extremely bitter. Yeah, it, it's it's just so dry. Like it's really really good, and you can see why it's used. I mean, the, the color of it as well. Mm-hmm. It's just so dark. Yeah, it's an in, it, it, it's an interesting grain, but you don't need a lot of it. No. No. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a, it looks like a really interesting grain bill. I'm I'm super intrigued by the double roast. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's the first I've come across it, so I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for it. And if it is on, yeah, if I'm sure we on. can sort some out if you, uh, yeah. if you want. Some. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be handy. <laughs> Just gonna go over the sack of it. Mm. What about the uh, hops? Hops. Um, well, real simple. Um, this wort is going to be boiled for two hours. Uh, so we use a real small amount of Polaris hops just for bittering, bittering at uh, first wort. So it's super high alpha acids uh in 1600 liters we've got just over a kilo of it so it's oh, really right. small amounts but it you don't yeah. need too much no uh, especially no. with it being boiled for two hours so. yeah you don't want it overtaking anything no. else you want it to be no and again we're getting bitterness from the roasted barley we'll be adding bitterness from the cacao nibs as well so it's trying not to go too heavy early on yeah mm. which yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of imperial stouts also sort of uh, especially the the more English approach, 
give a extra depth of flavor by the yeast that they use certain fruity esters that you sometimes pick up are you, are you using anything crazy there oh. afraid not uso5 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 is brilliant it. it's a workhorse so. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it just does the job every time yeah right. yeah, yeah. And, and and that will lead to different flavors you won't get as much of that sort of s3 thing you, you would still get some but that will allow a lot of the sort of the roastier notes mm. and the, the the sort of chocolatey coffee yeah, notes coming through. Hugely want the malt to really come forward in this yeah. one and mm. and play the starring role. So yeah, the yeast, pick a clean yeast, let it go, do its stuff, and quietly disappear. Yeah. What what sort of percentage do you expect this to come out at? I don't know yet. Let's not brewed it on our full size kit, but um, previously it's been sort of nine and a half, ten percent. Okay. So it's not wild, but well, that it's, depends it's who you're talking there, yeah. to. It really depends yeah. who you're talking to. But yeah, certainly high enough to go into barrels and sleep for a while. Yes, yeah. Lovely. Uh, you're barreling at aging, I've seen, downstairs as well. What have you got? What's uh, what interesting? Uh, so we've got four different barrels at the moment. So we've got a um, a rum from Bardet Bolos. Um, we have um, two bourbon barrels. Um, one that, well, actually, one that's a just a single-use bourbon, and then we've got one that was a bourbon barrel that's now being used as whiskey. So I don't know if you know much about the like, whole classification of bourbon is that it has to be um, single-use into straight into um, American oak barrels, and they can only be used yeah. once. So as soon as you um, use it again, then it can only be classed as whiskey. So if, it's, if you're putting a whiskey into it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we won't be classing it as whiskey, will no. we? <laughs> um, and then we also have a uh, Isla whiskey uh, barrel as well. So we we we're, we're like massively going to be learning here. Um, mm. Hopefully, it will come out with something amazing. But um, you know, we can try a bit of blending. You know, we we long term goal is we can like double barrel age, so whack it into a maple barrel. Um, and kind of see how where we go from that. Um, we're also putting we're putting some vanilla in. We are, we are in the fermenter. We'll add as much vanilla as we can comfortably afford. <laughs> <laughs> so one stick then, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, just one. Um, yeah. So I mean, I mean, hope like we can just wait and see. And you know, it's it is an experiment it, it, from a kind of a very businessy background sense like this is a really reckless decision to do this <laughs> yeah. imperial stouts don't sell well um, in a bar so that we're not going to sell any um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's a lot of money to spend early on but it, we didn't want to sort of make our promises that we were going to be focusing on imperial stouts and then say yeah well let's wait six years until we're financially comfortable to do it yeah um, and you know the 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 more the, the earlier we learn and make make this step to to put into barrels the 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 quicker it will come around that we know we can comfortably do this and yeah. people do start going hey like they know how to barrel age and i think that's one of the things in the uk i'm not really i don't there are not too many breweries that i can stand out and saying right if i want a barrel aged style in the uk like i'm gonna go to this specific brewery because i know they're going to have either a range of beer available at that time you know maybe people might do special releases but yeah. we're always drinking barrel aged that so everyone should yeah. be <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. a lovely style yeah. i'm really looking forward to especially uh, with the isla uh, cask have, having that peat smoke mm. in, yeah, yeah, in an imperial stout i think it's gonna be yeah, fascinating yeah. I think it'll, it'll, um, it'll shine through really nicely 
Mm. Yeah, Honestly. and I think that's the when we can learn a lot with like yeah the blending process and um, how how you how we do utilize that. I'm, I'm probably a terrible person to have around because I really hate smoky, peated flavors. Like Lafroig is my enemy, so uh, <laughs> I need to not be in part. I know I need to not be involved in taking it because I'll just be like take it out, take it out, <laughs> and all the people wanting smoke will be frustrated. So yeah. It's just personal taste. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and presumably this is uh, going to end up uh, in a keg or, or bottled can- canned. So, uh, yeah, we'll be kegging probably only twenty liter kegs. With it being an imperial stout, they do tend mm. to stick around on the on the bars for quite the a long smaller time. Smaller key keg, yeah, things, yeah, key kegs. Um, we may look at canning some of it. It really depends how much we end up with after we've filled the barrels yeah uh, so we've got about 800 litres going into barrel we're probably not going to have enough to can and keg no so, keg but only. the good thing about Imperial Stout is it does last so yeah true, um, true. it might be something that we like keep back to make sure that we have some for like beer festivals in March for example then you at least have something that you've kind of got there ready that's interesting and perfect for a beer festival yeah. Um, if there was maybe one in Reading in April that might be interested in an appeal <laughs> cough craft theory <laughs> advertising for free <laughs> sorry just cut that bit out <laughs> no chance no chance everything stays in that's a, good, that's a good thing about this podcast everything stays in yeah, yeah. Oh! <laughs> but uh, we've uh, promised to come back in about a year's time yes. as well um, yes. obviously to try some of this delicious uh, barrel aged yes, imperial yeah. stout Hopefully and you'll come back before that, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to go a year without seeing it. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You It'll do live nearby like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, really very not true. that far away. <laughs> but have you got any big plans between sort of now and well, 12 months? we're in the process of building our tap room, which is exciting. Uh, it means hopefully a lot of people can come down, enjoy the beers directly from the source, as fresh as possible on styles that are appropriate for that um what else are we doing We've, we're canning we are canning in a couple of weeks time which again scary but really exciting <laughs> really looking forward to seeing those cans come out actually um yeah i mean i think it's just basically survive um, <laughs> and if, if we can get through I mean, we, we've the problem is with the delays that we had in building we've ended up in a situation where we're trying to do everything at once so it, whereas it would have been really nice to, to sort of launch some beers in keg then we were going to like you know here's some cans and then we we're going to go oh here's the tap room whereas what we've had to do is just crush everything together because yeah. we're so desperately trying to make some money to be able to survive literally from a, a business sense um but also you know get out before christmas because no one really wants to launch a brewery in dry january no. um no matter how many dedicated beer drinkers will be trying triannually we know that we need to sort of get out now um, and I think once we've had gone through this the next few months of craziness then hopefully January will give us that time to step back and go okay what 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 can we refine from our processes what can we maybe improve uh, about our releases um, and that and that will then enable us to to grow through 2019 and and see what double barreled who double barreled what or who um become sorry 
Uh, it's fantastic. Can't wait. I think it's going to be a really exciting year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it should be interesting. It'd be nice to come back and, you know, crack up one of those barrels yeah, and see what yeah, it is like. Yeah. yeah, and I think what's cool is you guys, you've, you know, you've seen us. This is literally the, the fifth, tri- fifth time we've brewed on this kit. And, you know, it's that's very early doors. You mm. know, like, mm. And I think... Um, it hopefully will be in a you know the place is not finished built yet and yeah. um it, we're, we're getting there but there's 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 a lot more growth to come so it's kind of nice to get you guys down now and say like you can come on that journey with us yeah, yeah. Hopefully. brilliant nice well thank you very much mike and lucy thanks it's for coming down an absolute you. pleasure <laughs> and yeah really looking forward to it oh cheers thank you thanks guys bye bye, bye. <laughs> Hey, that was lovely. Wasn't oh, it? wasn't it just? Yeah, that was really nice. And we had some pasta. Yeah, that oh, was good. That, yeah, that, 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 that was really nice. Olives. Yeah. Mm. Did the did the mash tun? Yeah, yeah, we did a bit of the mash tun. That was yeah. fun. Hot Wait. work. Your glasses steamed up. Yeah, oh, they did. I had to take them off. Yeah, and then I couldn't see what I was doing. No, but I mean, <laughs> you knew where the the hole was. So it's just, yeah, just keep scraping. Yeah, just shoveling away. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Moist. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, I mean, that all, after all of that re- thirsty work, you, I, honestly, you're supposed to be a professional, Mike. Yeah, I just uh, we so we poured some beers already, and yeah, I just hit the mic stand with the beer. So. Yeah, that's yes. that's what that horrible clanging noise yeah. will be. So, what have we got then, Cal? Uh, I honestly don't know because you haven't passed me the bottle. Um, it is elusive brewing invisible wall. So it's mm. an imperial milk stout with bourbon soaked uh, coconuts and coffee. And it's coming in at 8.2%. Nice. So this is one of the very fabulous gifts that Andy from Elusive Brewing gave yeah. us when we brewed with him. Yeah, that was a couple of months ago. Yep. A really nice day out as well. And uh, some delicious beers, including this one. Yeah, it says insert coin to play. Mm. So, I mean, I haven't got any coins on me, but, um, no. you know. So do, do you want me to read out some of the gum flats on the bottle? Uh, well, I, I'm not sure that's necessary because it smells all of them. Lovely. Smell, it smells all of them. Mm, yeah, that big chocolate and that big coffee, definitely on the nose. Well, yeah. I am going to read this little bit, though. Okay. So this was uh, brewed to mark the special milestone of our 100th brew. Oh. So, you know. And, and you can smell that. Y- you can smell that there's 100, <laughs> 100 brews gone into this, can no, you? I joke. It's lovely. Uh, oh, wow, yeah. real like, like like real deep chocolatey notes, isn't it? Mm. And uh, since we're tucking into a few imperial stouts uh, today, I thought we'd start with the weakest one. So eight point two is the lowest it goes yep. of our selection. Good. Mm. So yeah, I mean, like like color wise, it's absorbing light, and that's I'm fairly certain uh, that's going to be the case for pretty much most of them today. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's it is so dark it is just absorbing the light around it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it it's got that classic lacing on the glass, like where it just kind of almost looks like it stains it. Yeah, you know, it's just got that viscousness, and I find that with um, imperial stouts quite a lot. That you end up with that viscousness, mm. slight low carbonation as well. Um, yeah, some of them do get very fluffy heads on them. The dark foam as well. Yes. sometimes. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I, I find too much is a bit distracting with an Imperial Stout. You want that sort of easy drinking, easy yeah. sipping, and sometimes it's not easy to sip if there's too much foam. No, no. So, but no, that, that is smelling absolutely fantastic. I'm having a go. I'm having a go. Go for it. <sighs> Lovely. Yeah? Yeah. Is it good? But quite dry. I was I was expecting something a bit sweeter and heavier, uh, but it's the the coffee notes and, and, and that sort of roast 
just dry it out quite nicely. Yeah, because it's definitely it's got the sweetness um, like that you'd expect with a milk stout. Mm. But yeah, right. It, it like it's it it's got a it's got a bitter finish, but not not like super bitter, which you get with no. some um, like kind of some stouts and especially some imperial stouts. Um, but I mean, the, the alcohol's going to help balance that out. But no, that's really good, and you, mm. and you can get you can get that coffee. Yeah, that that coffee's definitely there. Mm. Yeah. Ah, that's lovely uh, and and refreshing. It, well, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not like zingy refreshing. No, but... it's it, it it's not the sort of thing you'd be able to do kind of loads of. But you know, as the nights are getting darker, mm. you know, um, I I often find that like my beer choices always end up a bit darker. You know, as as, as the nights pull in, getting into winter. Yeah. You know, we're coming up to. Well, I imagine bonfire night will have happened. By the time this goes out, but you know, uh, yes, yeah. So it, you know, it like just as you get into that sort of time of year where things are a bit cold, you're spending more time round a fire. It's quite nice mm. to have, um, you know, just a deep beer that you, you're not. It's not just there for sitting in the sun and drinking down. It's there to be, no. you know, savored and appreciated slowly. And you know, this definitely ticks that box. Mm. Although I am finding it's because of its uh, drier finish slightly dry finish compared to other imperial stouts it is actually quite easy to take gulps of mm. uh, not, rather than you know it's it's not just so boozy and intense that only a few drops will do it like yes. this is actually a good drinker yeah yeah I, 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 I could see me taking down a pint of that a bit too quickly <laughs> yeah um, nice where, where, like, in the pub yeah well like whereas some like so, there's some of the other um, kind of imperial stouts I have tried before you know it's been lovely all the way through, but you have had to take your time with it just because mm. it's been like, wow, that is intense. Like sometimes there's somewhere you can just, you think you could probably just last an hour just off the smell. Mm. But uh, mm. no, that's, <laughs> you're a happy boy mm. now, aren't you? Um, thinking about this all day. Eh? Lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that, like, that's a, I think it's a cracking example of the style. Um, yeah. And 8.2%, it's a, you know that like that's a, that's a good percentage because some of them do get ridiculous, <laughs> as we're about to find out. Yep, should we find out? Yeah, let's get go on then. <laughs> so, what yes. we've got here, then, Mike? Next up, we've got by Gypsy Hill Brewery, H F O, which is an imperial stout at nine percent. Oh, uh, apparently that stands for heavy fuel oil. Right. <laughs> mm. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good nickname for yeah. Imperial Stout. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, one of the good things that Gypsy Hell have done is go into very good, big depth of what ingredients they've used. Right, okay. So that not only the the hops is pretty common, just yep. saying what they're, the, uh, the bittering hops, uh, Pilgrim, Roma Hops Golden Syrup, apparently. <laughs> right. Uh, and the malt as well, you, you often see, and, and you know, there's, there's very few surprises in that they're quite similar to the uh, malts that we had at uh, double barreled yeah but uh, unusually they've also included the yeast that they've used which they've uh, said is nottingham yeast interesting so not not your, your not your uso5 or your sort of clean fermenting us style yeasts that, yeah uh, they've a- actively gone for a sort of uh, esther heathy uh, english ale oh, yeast. interesting i mean like the aroma hops golden syrup and I've never heard of that as a hop, so nope. Yeah, I, Ooh, I mean, I, or have they actually just used golden syrup and they're just going, <laughs> well, that's an aroma hop. Bang that in. Yeah, get some golden syrup in here. Oh well, 
Go for it. That's good. Yeah, nine percent. Uh, a bit more carbonation uh, over the elusive, but it is in a can as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, I like the artworks, really. I was just, I was getting engrossed in the artwork here. It's, it's like it's an American oil field background. Um, yeah, it's quite nice. I like it. I don't think I've ever tried anything by Gypsy Hill before. Mm, that is How's interesting. That? Yes. Uh, obviously, the elusive one had uh, added ingredients such as the coffee and the yeah. cocoa nibs, whereas this just is a strong stout. Yeah, it's, it, nice. it, 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 it's not as uh, forward on the nose, I don't think. Mm. Like, I'm not getting like kind of, you know, dark, dark, rich flavours no. coming through on the nose, but it does smell promising. Yeah. There's, uh, as I mentioned, the Nottingham yeast does give it slight sort of raisiny flavours, uh, you know, that sort of oh, yeah. figgy sort of dank. Yeah, kind of, you know, yes. like, like, like kind of your, like your dark, autumny fruit mm. sort of. Yeah, but no, like you can definitely tell the difference between that and like a US or five sort of like clean fermented. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's nice, but it's it's very um, it's more of a traditional yeast to use in like kind of especially um, like kind of UK stouts, English stouts, like Nottingham Ale yeast as a classic. Yeah, um, for that sort of thing because you expect to find those flavor profiles in a stout. Yeah, and so, they, they some people do prefer that sort of fruitier stout and some people prefer the chocolatey coffee-ish dry sort of yeah so like, clean stout yeah so, so like, like like your your yeast choice is very important uh when it comes to kind of what sort of flavors you're wanting to bring forward and i don't really think we've kind of talked too much about that uh, no. we've talked about what yeasts we're using and a bit why but yeah like the, the if you're wanting to accentuate certain notes then you know you need to make sure that you're using the right the right yeast for what it is you're expecting it to taste like in the end and mm. i think if anybody wants to do this kind of test at home actually get these two beers the two two we've just tried and see the difference in the yeast profile not just the the flavor profile of the ingredients yeah. um such as like the coffee and the cocoa nibs next to just the straight grain and hops uh, but actually see if you can pick out the difference in the the yeast because I think it's very prominent between these two. Yeah, yeah. Well, the fact that there is that flavour there is is, uh, is very nice uh, because it is absent in the other. Uh, yes. There's other things needed to be added in order to compensate for that. Yeah. Or uh, not really compensate, but sort of instead of, and it which is lovely as definitely well. Definitely doesn't taste 9%. Oh, no. Um, I mean, like, Something else we haven't really talked about um, when it comes to yeast, and it was something that I was thinking about with this is, especially with it being the stronger beer, is a certain yeast that just won't take you up as high as other yeasts. Yes, attenuation um, can yeah. be a factor with, when yeah. you're choosing yeast. Yeah, so you know, if you're wanting to brew something strong, you need to make sure that you've got uh, yeast that can deal with the strength that you're wanting to put in because the more alcohol that's in there, the more toxic an environment. At the end mm. of the day, yeast is a living thing. Um, and it needs to be in a, a happy place. Um, so I often find that uh, if I'm making something strong, I always do a yeast starter just so it's in the healthiest possible way it can yeah. be. Um, you know, because you don't want shocked yeast going into a high sugar environment, really. No, no, no. And and Nottingham ale yeast isn't one that can get up to a sort of barley wine strength. No. Nor USO5, as, no. as far as I know. I haven't really pushed 
that one. So. No, I've never really pushed that. I think the like the the strongest I think I've ever brewed is like thirteen percent, and then I mm. used a um, like a Trappist ale yeast, which is you know it's designed to get up to that yeah. sort of level. But um, what helps that is also an increase in temperature. So you get a very fast fermentation. Um, yeah, so they're not as affected by the high alcohol. Well, yeah, because it just doesn't have to live in the alcohol for as long. So, mm. like the if you were doing it low and like low and slow, it would be longer in that that high level, and it would it would cause more issues. But yeah, like it's it, it is some, something always worth bearing in mind. I think. Yeah, and and it's it's tempting to always use USO five. Yeah, because you know well. it works, but. Uh, <laughs> It's, it it is interesting trying the difference and and seeing, but yeah, like that like that's very good. Like I say, it, it doesn't really taste nine percent. It tastes like a strong stout, mm. but stouts should be strong anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, because well, I mean, there there is the historical definition of stout as well. Yeah, yeah exactly, uh, and and that makes a difference. Yeah. Um. So I like yeah, very nice. Um. I'm ready to I'm ready to move on to the next one. Okay, I think. let's give it a go. All right. So what smiley-faced bottle have we got now? Ah, oh, it's an Omnipolo beer. Yeah. So this is Pecan Mud Pie, I believe. Um, Noah? Noah? Yeah, cool. I thought N-O-A, uh, you know. Um, bottle artwork, absolutely fantastic. I love Omnipolo bottle artwork because it's just <laughs> like, here, here's a brown bottle with a picture on it and like it just looks fantastic. Like They've got one that's a, it's like a peacock feather. It's not very good information, though. It's not very good information. It's very there's very little information. Yes, but you know, yeah, we we did actually uh, imperial have to... stout brewed with natural flavors added. Eleven percent. Eleven percent. Yeah. So we've gone up from nine to eleven. Uh, already, you're starting to see a much darker head, and a lot more of that viscosity oh, you were God. talking about earlier. Yeah. That, that, yeah. It's daylight outside, and I think there's an eclipse. That's what's happening here. With it. Like, the room like, is darker now. Yeah, than it like, was. Like, like like with just how it's absorbing everything around it. God, and that's chocolate smell. That's real big, sort of chocolate vanilla. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's real big. Huge. All right, you're you're going in for the sip first. I'm gonna give it a nice swill. Oh my god, god. that was very good. Like that maple is there. But it's it's not really sweet. Like there's a there's a real dry mm. bitterness to it. But that maple hits you so hard right at the start. That is a big sweetness at the start. Mm. Mm. That does, and it, it's got nuttiness. It's got it's got that pecan nuttiness yeah. to it. And the the lingering finish is huge. Mm. Like that just keeps going. Yeah. So the, 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 this is one of those beers earlier when we were drinking the elusive one that I said, like a sip of this keeps you going for quite a while you know you wouldn't want to be just going right i'm quaffing this down like yeah this is a you get a half of it and you're probably going to be drinking that for about an hour yeah i would i would get a third of this just have it on the table yeah and have a sip every now and again whilst drinking other things because it just wipes everything Mm. uh i in fact i think it's i should go back try the other two and see what yeah yeah so that's the elusive yeah, yeah. That, that coffee comes through massive there now. Now that that now that the chocolate has been wiped, that's, yeah. that coffee's huge. I'll give it a that's go. That's lovely. And then, of course, you've got the, uh, the Gypsy Hill. Oh, God, you're right. That coffee is really there, isn't it? Mm. And then that really brings out the yeast uh, profile of that. Yeah. That sort of, yeah, Nottingham yeast, Esther type thing. And then back, back to the pecan pie mm. mud. Pecan mud pie. There pecan mud pie. Oh mm. wow! It's like a taste sensation going on. Yeah. It, oh, Woo. and 
after having some of the Gypsy Hill, I'm actually picking out a very slight hop character as well. Not big, really not big, but uh, just just a sort of piney freshness coming in at the back. Well, I can see that, but it's still that like that maple's just yeah. Oh, uh, it might just be the maple. No, <laughs> yeah, who knows? But yeah, like that that for me is just is just there. Mm. Like now that it's brilliant. Like, but I mean, Omnipolo are well renowned for doing those sort of big crazy. Like mm. weird beers. Like, I, I'm, I'm sure I've got um, some of the ice cream series in my fridge somewhere. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like they're just well renowned for doing those sorts of things. Yeah. Really well. The big, the big flavors in a big beer is uh, <laughs> really. Oh, bless you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big flavors in big beer. Just yeah. fantastic. Uh, I've I've not seen many of their sort of sessionable stuff. No, I mean I've 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 had a couple of their kind of low percentage things, but again they they've always been like interesting and quirky. Yeah, like okay. you, I mean you don't seem to get many of their you know everyday beers kicking about. But there again, I don't know if they do sort mm. of like everyday beers. And, and because obviously it's had to come from uh, far away. Yeah, it's possible that the wholesalers will only deal with the more interesting stuff yes. because they know yeah. that's what sells. Yeah, and, and and it does. Like like whenever I see Omnipolo on the shelves at our local um, bottle shop, like yeah. I get involved because I'm like, oh, let's see what's Ooh. let's let's see what's down here. A new toy, mm, exactly. Lovely. I don't think that's all the Imperial Stouts I've got in the house, but I think what we've got in front of us is probably enough to keep us going for this afternoon. Yes. So yeah. I think we should probably wrap this up before we oh, end up cracking more bottles. Go on then. All right. I'll what, see. What, what are we brewing next? Do you know? Have we worked I, that I, out? I haven't got my list in front of me, Mike. So uh, You mentioned something about a coconut brown. Oh, yeah. Actually, that would be a really good follow-up from this. So should, should we do that one next? Should right. we do a nice coconut brown ale yeah, next? Yeah, let's, let's do a coconut brown. All right, mate. I'll oh, see you lovely. later. All right. See you. All right. Bye. 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 